If you have your Bibles, open up to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. I don't take it lightly standing behind the pulpit here. I'm used to having the other one to hide me, so if you see my knees knocked together, we'll just have to go with it. If they start making noise, well, um, this time of the year, and being in the military, us that have served, and in the civilian world, this time of the year from about October to about the middle of January is a very high suicide rate. In, and it's sad. Um, because people have no hope when they face things in their life. Um, things come up. For me, for years it was hard for me during this time. When I was a senior in high school, my mom went home to be with the Lord. And it took me several years to deal with the Lord dealing with me because him and I had some arguments about that over my lifetime. Because I wasn't ready for my mom to go. We just started my senior year of high school. We were, she was planning everything. And then... Next thing I know, she's not there. And it was a time of uncertainty in my life. So as I, in the military, I kind of stayed away from the holidays for years until I got married and had a family of my own that I start realizing what it was all about. But we're going to look in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. We're going to look at a familiar passage to a lot of things. And I titled this, The Storms in Our Life and How We React to Them. As we are going to watch, as we read this, we are going to see a story unfold. And you can find this also in Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25, and Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. So I... It's very important. There's a lesson we can learn from this. If Jesus mentioned it, or if God mentioned it three or more times, all of his word is important to us. But if he mentions it three or more times, we need to take heed to what's being here. We can learn lessons from it and how to face the storms in our lives, how to get through it. And just a little deal. I encountered a storm unexpected two and a half weeks ago. I thought I was having a heart attack. I ended up in the ER room on a Wednesday night when I, I was all set to be here at church. It had been a rough day at work. The guys were putting a new bay door in that should have been put in, and they hadn't, so I had to make sure the we had cameras so we could guard bays at least videotape the base because we couldn't close up the base. There was no way to secure it. And then I had to come to church. And about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I started getting sharp pains in my chest and burning sensations. And I ended up in the ER. Well, the first thing that's going through my mind is, here I am in the ER for the second time in less than two weeks and stuff. And I'm thinking, the thoughts in my mind is how am I going to pay for this? Or 
This time it was, Lord, is my heart really going bad? What's going on, Lord? And I started questioning. And I started to think for a few minutes. Instead of trusting the Lord that he had something better. He knew what he was doing more than I. So as we get into Mark chapter 4 and verse 35, and it says, In the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over on the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. He was in the hindermost, he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him, and they said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey? They had already seen miracles by him, but they still questioned what manner of man this is. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, just move me out of the way. Help me to present the message you want the people to hear. Lord, that it may be a blessing to us. In Jesus' name, amen. We find they had seen miracles already in his ministry. They'd seen some people raised again. They've seen people healed, seen water that was turned into grape juice, yet they doubted him. We find it starts off with 13 individuals getting into a ship. 13 individuals. One was our Lord Jesus Christ. We have, we have and 12 disciples. They had been with him for a period of time, listening to him teach, and talk to him through the parables. Um, they'd seen his miracles. As they got into the ship, four of them disciples were fishermen who had fished on the Sea of Galilee. Also in that boat, we have a tax collector in that boat, a former tax collector, hated by almost everybody in there. And then we had one of the 12 was unsaved, and all he worried about was how much money he could rip off that was being given. And the Bible says he was a thief. Judas the Iscariot was a thief. They get in the boat with Jesus. Jesus had been preaching on the hillside to multitudes for hours. He goes in the back and lays down. And it says he went to sleep, but I don't think Jesus, he's still, he's God, so he knew what was going on. He knew what was preparing. So as these individuals get in the boat, they're going to go across the other side. 
Jesus said, we're going to go across the other side. They didn't know what's on the other side to meet them. They get in the boat. They're probably talking to themselves. Why does he want to go across the other side? That, that's a heathen country. They raised pigs and stuff. People knew about what was on the other side, Gardenus, which Jesus knew why he was going over there. So we have the 12 with him. And as I've, been, as I've studied, as they're approaching and they're getting in, they get into the middle, out of nowhere comes a big storm. I've been told in the Sea of Galilee, it comes, they get storms like that that just come up all of a sudden. Well, we get the storm. Every one of us has faced a storm in our life. Some of us, there may be a storm brewing on the horizon. Some of us have just came through some storms. The storms of something financially. We got an unexpected bill we didn't even depend on, didn't even know was out there. All of a sudden it arrives and it shows up and you owe somebody a large sum of money. Or you make some purchases thinking, well, I got the credit card. I'll make purchase. I'll be able to make it. And you lose your job. Now, all of a sudden, you got this credit card debt. Because we don't, we get caught up in the cares of the world. And in, in Luke chapter 21 and verse 34, it says, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness, drunkenness and the cares of life, so that the day come upon you unaware. We get too busy in our life sometimes. We leave the Lord out. We get ourselves wrapped around things that we shouldn't be caring about. Because we, as Christians, have a mission in life, whether you... Like it or not, he gave us the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We get caught up in our own personal lives, and sometimes God has to send a storm to get our focus back to him because we've walked completely away from him. Yeah, we show up at church. We show up here and do, yeah, I, I checked the block. I made Sunday morning, made Sunday night. Oh, I went on Saturday visitation. I went Wednesday night. But what did you do for him the other five days? Or the other? There's 24 hours in the day. We sleep maybe eight hours. Some of us sleep more, some sleep less. <laughs> I sleep less. <laughs> but we, it's like it says here, we get caught up in the cares of this life. We just went through a storm of an election. I'll call it a storm. We as Christians, way before that storm ever hit up on us in this political deal, storm as I'll call it, should have been praying, Lord, what do I need to do? Who do I need to witness to? When I was a young kid... I can remember my dad was a missionary when they took prayer out of school. 
That was the first thing, because Christians sat down. But it goes further back than that. The Scopes trials. When some godly men stood up about the teaching of evolution in our schools, in our Supreme Court and people we elected, we weathered these storms to where we're at now because Christians got comfortable in their, in their zones. We got comfortable in the boat we were riding in. The water's smooth, but just like the Sea of Galilee, that storm can creep up. I was born and raised in Arizona, and I can remember as a little boy down here in McNeil being out playing, not a cloud in the sky during the summer. Next thing I know, I'm belling for the house because monsoon and the winds are hitting. And all of a sudden, I look out in the horse crowd from the house we rented from Mr. Davis, and it's flooded. And our, our, down our driveway and our ditches are flooded. The same thing happens to us. We get caught up in worrying about the politics instead of witnessing. Government's not going to change unless we as Christians witness and people get saved. But the other thing we do, we do have a responsibility to pray for those in authority over us that we may live in peace, it says. So we get caught up. We came through the political storm. Each one of us can look at a storm. We may be facing a storm right now in our lives that we don't even know. It, or you have it and you don't know how to deal with it. Just like these 12 in the boat, I can imagine Judas's mind, man, I don't want to die out here in the deal. I got all this money. I'm gonna, I still got money to make and steal from these people that give to Jesus. Peter and them are fishermen. They feel, oh, we got this. We've been out here before on the lake. We're going to handle it in our own power. We don't need Jesus. Well, when the boat got full of water, guess what? Just like us. That storm hits us. We First we say, well, I can do this. I can take this much out of my checking account. Well, I won't pay tithes this week, so I can take care of this. I learned a valuable lesson in one of the storms I faced. I didn't tithe, and he took it out fourfold from me. I had to pay for a tow truck. Fortunate enough, it was a guy I worked on his tow truck, but he still, the call out was 30, the, it was $30 of what my tithe should have been. I ended up paying $120 by the time it was all said and done for the ball joint, the towing, and the time I lost because I had to take off work and I was making 15 bucks an hour and I was gone for two hours off of work. On top of that, I had it, she'd been going faster, I probably would have lost my wife and the great niece because the ball joint broke on that truck. Just because I told God, well, I can't afford to tide this week. We got this storm I got to pay. I learned a valuable lesson that day in my life that I will not rob God of because he will collect rather you like it or not he, he owns everything but as the storms come up we see the, I can imagine here's these guys oh we've been here before we got caught in a storm we'll do this 
But it says here, it says that there arose a great storm and the waves beat into the ship so that it was full now. It means the ship was almost sinking. Where was our Lord? He was back there sleeping. But he wasn't. They were looking outward to the storm, not inward to where they, he knew it was under control. Jesus had it under control. But they were looking outward at the storms that were facing them. I can imagine their thoughts in their minds. Am I gonna, how, am I gonna, how are we going to make it? This boat's full of water. We're, it's, we're just barely skimming the surface now. We're about under. The results of their action. It was sinking, and they had no hope because they took off their eyes. They looked at the storm instead of the one who can help them through the storm. As I sat in that hospital room on Wednesday night, I started looking, and I prayed to myself, and we talked. I knew the Lord was in control. Because I turned that storm and looked inward to him. Whatever, if, whatever it meant, if I had to, you know, you start, look, I start thinking, well, there goes my CDL, there goes this, there goes this. But at the same time, I knew God would take care of me. He had a purpose. He had a purpose for these disciples to be in this storm. They were busy working, looking at the problem on the outside instead of trusting. And they had they had the Savior in person with them at that time. We find most of us, and that's what happens this time of the year. There's people facing storms in their life without Jesus. Their only hope, and Satan only says, well, you just pull up a gun or you, and commit suicide or you're no good. He's got them to hopelessness. We have the answers as Christians. And it's that same, we have the same thing with a lot of us Christians suffer. We go through Christmas with no hope, but we do have hope in our blessed Savior. Amen. He died on the cross. He loved us so much. He cares for each and every one of us. Their actions resulted in no hope, despair, and they were, most of them were resigned to dying. But it says here, Jesus was in the under part. They went running. And a lot of times when we get into storms ourselves, that we carry our own self into storm, we think we can handle it until the waves get in where the boat's going to sink. And what do we do? We go running straight to Jesus when we had the answer prior to, to help us through the storm, prior to getting into storm maybe, to prepare us for the storm coming up. But we didn't. They run to Jesus. They come and they say unto him in verse 38, and wake him, they, and they wake him, 
and saying unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Well, in Matthew, my Lord knows about you and each and every need we have. He says here, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? He knew it was a test of their faith, and they failed. We fail when we, when we don't take, when we start approaching the storm, we see the storm coming, and we don't get on our knees and ask the Lord to help us through it. And it's sad that there's a lot of Christians that when all hope is lost, and I've, I, got, I listened to some out that claim to be Christians and wondering why the elections went the way they went. Well, were you witnessing to people before the election, telling them about God, the Lord Jesus Christ? Because government's not going to solve our problem. We have a sin problem in the world. And the only hope is the light of the world, the Lord Jesus. We find the master takes care of the problem. He comes on to, he gets up, we find here, in verse 39, and he arose and buked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. In 1991, I was in the desert, we were we were jumping into Iraq that night, facing the storm. I never had greater peace in my life than that night. The Lord said, I'm with you. I prayed. Little, I had that perfect peace. I was calm. I was not afraid. I knew he was in control. Whatever happened to me, he was in control, and I was going to trust him. We jumped in. I went through a minefield. And he carried me through the minefield. We, we didn't, that two and a half ton truck didn't hit any mines because people leading the convoy. I love GPS, but if you use Google Map, they take you down road, wrong roads too. <laughs> and we had the first set of GPS, it was called a plugger at that time. And if you didn't program three satellites just right to your location, well, you end up in places you shouldn't be. And we ended up in the middle of minefield, but we got out of there. But I had peace that night because I knew the Lord was going before me. And I knew I, if, I, if I gave my life, I knew I'd wake up with him in eternity. These guys, here they, they walk daily with the Lord Jesus Christ. First-hand accounts. And yet, their faith lacked. We find here, he says in verse 40, he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? 
He showed them. He lived faith. We see faith every day. Everyone came in here. I didn't see anybody turn over the chairs in here to make sure that chair holds them up. <laughs> we place faith in that person that made the chair. Why can't we pay, place our faith in the one that saved us? Amen. We don't. This, and this year, this, I'm going to make it my best to witness to people in a prime time, there's people that come out to that Christmas parade, show up, hand them a card, say, Merry Christmas, Jesus loves you. This is an ample opportunity for the church to get involved and sow hope in the world. There's storms in them people's lives, and you may have the answer, but if you don't show up, it's only a handful, few people. You, we have the things that will help them through the storm. But if we're not willing to be a vessel for the Lord Jesus Christ to give that message to them, they're going to be like a lot of us fighting the storm and the water's going to overwhelm them. And that's why we see suicides in this time of the year, especially so high. We see more DWIs. We see more people in accidents because they're running around with no hope, and they're facing the storm in their life. And Satan's offering them the bottle of booze over there or the drug. Well, you take this drug, it'll make you, you'll be fine. You won't have to worry about that problem. But two days later, that problem's back. Where we hand them the track, we try to reach them for the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope. We find that he said, why are you fearful? How is it you have no faith? And then it marvels me in verse 41. And we do the exact same thing to the Lord every day. As Christians, we're no different than Peter, James, and John, Andrew, Matthew, Jude. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? that even the wind and the and sea obey him. They knew he was the son of God. He was there at creation. Do you not think the elements obey Christ? He created them. But yet, we are the same. They that fear exceedingly said one to another, what manner of man is this? Tonight, I pray that as we face the storms, we'll turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. We get in a storm, let him do it for us. Maybe you came out of one, maybe you're fixing, you got a storm percent, and you don't know what you're going to do. Tonight, I suggest turn it over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to get you through that storm. The other thing, you may be the person this is the prime time of the year to be witnessing people. You don't know how many you might stop. And because you hand them that track and they read that track, it may stop them from suicide. And they may read that track, get saved, and our church phone number. Um, there, we used to be in a church over in, in um, Sunsites Pierce, and they sent out New Testaments to churches. 
you could order New Testaments with your name on it. And it had the Romans wrote a plan of salvation. One ended up in the Philippines. And it ended up in a bookstore in the Philippines. And a Muslim was looking for answers, and he picked that book up to read to see what it was about. He got saved. We got the meeting. He went back. He was a government official over in the Philippines, resigned his government position in the Philippines. He came over, visited with us. He wanted to meet the people who published that New Testament. They got him saved. How it got to the Philippines, we'll never know, but it ended up in a bookstore in the Philippines. But somebody was faithful to, some church was faithful sending out New Testaments out of their church. And he got to the Philippines, and here was a Muslim in despair, in a, facing a storm. He got saved. He resigned his government's job. He started a church. In, 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 because he was from a predominant Muslim, his family basically had a funeral for him. He, he started the church, started getting members. He, they blew his motorcycle up on him. They did so much to him, but he would not deny. Even though the storms came, he trusted the one who can calm the storm. And I, tonight, I challenge us. We need, as this season approaches us, some of us may be away from our families. But we have somebody we can, that knows what we're going through. All we have to do is turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and turn it to, over to him. Don't try to do it in your own strength. As we've seen the disciples, they tried to do it in their own strength. And they were with Jesus. They seen him in person. They seen the miracles. We read about the miracles and believe. But they were with him when he was doing all this. And here they were no different than we are today. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that this would be helpful to people. It was to me, Lord, as the storms I've faced in my life in recent weeks. Lord, I just pray that if there's one here that's not saved, before they leave tonight, they would get saved. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have a...